the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord tonight? Can't hear you. One more time. Our speaker will be right in here in just a few moments. I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you tonight. As a pastor, I want to really thank each and every one of you for your participation in the time of prayer. We've been doing this for some time, and we understand that a lot of times when you take those kinds of risks to stop preaching like we were doing, we were having what we call family training hour, and the kids would continually go do their own thing, but we would preach in here just like we would preach on Sunday mornings or, not, or we would teach. And uh, we, we was praying, or I was praying one night, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, when are you gonna start putting into practice that which you've taught for all these years? And I said, okay, Lord, what do you mean by that? And he said, you have been preaching on prayer and it was a time that the Lord had put the emphasis on prayer at that time. And the Lord said, now, if you believe in prayer, have the people to start praying. And when you go into this, he told me to do away with the preaching on Wednesday night and have a time of prayer. And he said, and then when you go into this, he said, uh, you don't stop until I tell you. And there's been a few times that I have really questioned the Lord. Lord, is it time to stop this and move on to maybe some discipleship, some training, some teaching or whatever? And the Lord has never released me. And I want to tell you something, folks. There is something about the power of prayer that we take for granted. And so much of the time we think it's got to be that prevailing, travailing prayer where you have anguish of soul where nothing's getting done, even though there are special times when there are things happening in the spirit realm that are very significant. Yet I want to tell you, when you just bow your knee and say, Lord, I love you tonight, and I need this, 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 and you start laying out a petition, God hears you. How many believes that? We're not wasting our time here tonight. This is very crucial. It's very important. And one of the things that I think we get tricked on, this is just a encourage you here tonight is that if we come up here and we don't feel anything, a lot of times we get cheated out of praying because we'll think, ah, I just can't get into it. It ain't about you getting into it. It's about you just doing it. Doing it by faith. Prayer is a language but in a heartfelt a sincerity to God. And uh, that scripture just keeps coming to my mind over and over and over. Blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. And David talked about the thirst after God like a deer would penneth after the water brook. And then if you'll study that out, it's not only talking about a deer at the point of collapse where it's so thirsty that it's, uh, it, it's trying to find a water brook to survive, but it's also the word panneth is tied to warfare. It's like as if there was something chasing it and its heart has been uh, frightened and it's ran until it's at the end of its rope. And then he says, I, I panteth after you, Lord, like a deer would panteth after the water book, and that water book was its survival. And when you go into prayer time, it's a time of refuge with God. It's a time when you get into his presence, and that presence is a refuge. It protects you. So tonight, before our speaker comes, I just wanted to encourage you as a pastor. I wanted to thank you. Please hang in here with us and continually tell people about it. Things are happening in our church as a result of four year of prayer. Amen. Things are happening. We're transitioning. We're moving. The church is growing, folks. Amen. We're growing leaps and bounds. And we thank the Lord for the conversions and the people that are being saved. Can you give the Lord praise for the conversions? Amen. Make welcome for Brother uh, Mike tonight as he's going to come up. Brother Burton's going to come up and, and minister to us. Thank you, Brother Miller. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, ain't it? Ain't no better place to be than in the house of the Lord. 
Glad to be here tonight, and, and we appreciate the Lord and for the blessings that God gives us. Aren't you glad to be a Christian? Man, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful to be a, a blood-bought child of God. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad tonight that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And, you know, uh, we're blessed tonight to know that uh, our names are written down there. And uh, uh, before I get into it, I, I want to read a, I try to give you something every little bit that uh, I can to uh, lighten the load. A new pastor moved into town and went out one Saturday for visitation. And he said, well, I think I'll just go and knock on some of the community's doors and, and uh, see if I can talk to some people. He went out until he came to one house and he was just about done. It was obviously that noticeable that someone was home. But no one come to the door. And even after he knocked several times, finally he took out his card and wrote on the back of the card, Revelations 3 and 20, and stuck it in, in the door. Then the next day, as he was counting the offering in the Sunday morning church, he found a card and his card in the collection plate. Below his message was noted Genesis 3:10. Upon the Bible to the passage he let out, a roar of laughter. Revelations 3 and 20 read, Pastor's note, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hears my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will dine with him and him with me. Genesis 3.10 reads, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. <laughs> so, <laughs> some things may not always be what they seem, Right? All right, all right. Turn your Bibles, if you got them, to Psalms chapter 91. Amen. I'll be uh, just speaking for a couple minutes, and then we'll go into prayer. And I know that Wednesday nights are, are prayer time, and that, uh, uh, that uh, it's time that we get together and we just pray and agree with God on certain things, whether we need something individually or whether we need it corporately. I always say that because I think it's good to go to God individually in prayer, but it's something about corporate prayer that does something that moves the hand of God on certain issues, whether it's the church, the body of Christ, or whatever it might be. But uh, I feel like going to this passage, I'm like Brother Miller, man, there's something about the power of prayer. It changes things. It moves things in the atmosphere. And things happen through prayer. And sometimes we pray for a long time and there's sometimes that we can just, uh, uh, just pray a couple minutes and we feel like we're reaching heaven real quick. Then there's other times you pray and you pray and you pray and you feel like you ain't getting nowhere. And sometimes it's breaking through those things that are trying to hinder our prayers. But in Psalms chapter 91, it simply says, he who dwells or, yeah, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the, <clears throat> and from the, the, I can't read it, pestilence and all that. And he shall cover you with feathers and under his wings shall he take refuge take so you take refuge his truth shall build a shield and be your shield and your buckler you shall not be afraid of the 
the terror of night by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor by the pestilence that walk in the darkness, nor by the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near thy dwellings. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Aren't you glad tonight that God's got us in the palm of his hands? And I I was thinking as I was reading throughout the Bible at different times and different passages. And we read certain scriptures about what God is doing and who God is to us. And who we are to God. And I was thinking a lot about how powerful that God really is. That his Bible said that his word is quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword. His Bible said that where two of us are uh, together in in his name. The Bible said where two of us agree on earth as touching any one thing that it shall be done. That his scripture says that any time that we need to call upon him, that he's there. The Bible says that when we're even scared and maybe we're afraid or we're not sure about the future or what's happening in the moment in our lives, the Bible said that if we'll just turn it over to him, that somehow he'll roll back the windows of heaven and that he'll give peace in the middle of the storms. Sometimes when we worry about things that shouldn't have to worry about, there used to be a time that, well, you know, there used to be bracelets that come out and said WWJD. Remember that? We wore those bracelets because they meant something. And I, and I got to thinking that this word that we have is the only hope that the world has today. The Bible, this is the lifeline that touches your soul and my soul and whosoever will. And I got to thinking that as we begin to dissect the word of God or just begin to read it, there's something about God that brings comfort in the middle of the storms. There's something about God that brings peace when nobody else can give peace. There's something about the word that just satisfies the soul. Brother Miller hit it right on the head. When that deer gets hungry, there's nothing more satisfying than drinking from the the brook that he's ran to. And for you and I, sometimes when we, 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 we worry about things and we wonder where God's at and what's happening, there's nothing more satisfying than open up the Word of God and beginning to read that, that what time I'm afraid I will trust in you, O God. That you are the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. That God, that not, doesn't matter what happens, uh, what I'm afraid of, that, 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 10, 000, that, 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 that a thousand could fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But you declare that it shall not come nigh unto me. There's something about the power of God's word. There's something that, that, that's phenomenal when we begin to read it. Listen, I think there's nothing greater than the world than when you plead the blood of Jesus over something. Because I truly believe that the enemy cannot cross the bloodline. And for those that are blood-bought, you are a part of that family that God's talking about. And so when I begin to think about the goodness of the Word of God and, and how powerful God's Word is, there's something that rings up inside my soul that brings joy unspeakable and full of glory. I've never, ever experienced life until I found Jesus. 
The greatest life is when you begin to open up the book of God and find out that it's true life. That everything that you need is right here. Everything that we need, everything that we desire, everything that we hunger for, everything that you need today, church, is found written in the book of life. For there, there's where we find hope for eternity. For there in the word of God is where I find situations that will solve my problems. For there in the book of life is when I don't understand it and I can't figure it out. I can go to God's word and somehow there's a presence that overshadows me that will lead me because his word said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Even in the darkest hour, the word of God leads and guides his children. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that he loves me enough that he said, listen, I, I get all kinds of things from his word. I understand that there's hope in the word of God tonight. When you, when you talk, and Sister Bibi hit on it, I think, last week a little bit, about Paul being in the ship and that he's facing all kinds of circumstances, hadn't seen the sun or day for Several days he hadn't seen light. But somewhere in the midst of that ship, Paul got into the parts of the boat and prayed, and then the angel come and visited him. Woo! That inherited the devil. And there's times that if you'll break open the word of God, in the hardest times when you don't feel like reading, you can't read and you don't want to read, but if you'll begin to open it up, there's something about God that will reveal things to you in his word. And it springs forth hope because his, his, his word is alive. There's something about being alive tonight, church. Listen, you got two of the greatest pastors in the world right here. But they can only take you so far. But this word of God will take you all the way. They can help you until they turn blue in the face. But until you dive into this thing and, and say that God has something special for you, you won't really know what living's all about. Because there's something about this word that, that, that is alive. You know, people mess with a lot of things in life, and they tinker with this, and they tinker with this. There used to be people that gathered around the tables. When I was a young kid, I remember going into uh, people's houses, and they'd gather around the table, and they would hold hands, and they would say something about science. Uh, what do you call that when they get together? They wanted to have uh... shame on you. You knew that. No. <laughs> they'd like to have seances because they wanted to speak to the dead. I remember being around other people that get Ouija boards out and they would try to see what the Ouija board had to say to them. People's constantly looking for some answers and some situations to their problems and, and trying to get things resolved and trying to figure it out and they'll go different places. There's a spirit that is in every one of us that was created to serve God Almighty. And it's longing to search and to find the one that it's looking for. Whether they go this way or that way and they go this direction or that direction. But when they begin to open up the book of life and find that God's got things in store for him, this becomes real. 
This becomes life and everlasting. This becomes hope to the hopeless. Joy to those that have no joy. This becomes real to them. See, nothing else can satisfy like this book can. Nothing else can give you peace like Jesus can. How the word was written aforetime for what? Our learning. So when we read it, we learn things from God. And so when men and women search and they look through things and they try to find this and that that will give them peace and hope and joy, they can't find it. They're always searching. If, 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 if the seances don't work and the Ouija boards don't work and the bottle don't work and the pill don't work, they go from one to another to another to another. And all the meanwhile, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. All the meanwhile, Jesus said, I'm the hope to the hopeless. And so when we pray and we, we seek God and we get on our faces and bow before him and get in our secret closets and pray and nobody knows what's going on in our lives but us and the Holy Spirit, things begin to move mountains. Things begin to happen and transpire in a universe, in a world that we're not accustomed to. We begin to break through the heaviness of the world, the skies that try to hinder our prayers from going up. We begin all when we find that prayer closet. We begin to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And we begin to seek after Him. There's something begins to burst open the skies. And it's called, we begin to have communion back and forth with God. See, there's nobody else I can go to Brother Randy and I can go to Brother Miller and I could really get some great ideals and great comfort from these guys. We always try to encourage one another. I could, man, that's great. But man, there's nothing more satisfying in my spirit than when I get into this book and then I begin to pray and I begin to seek the Lord and all of a sudden, my situation may not have changed, but my circumstance just did. Things in my life may not still be the best, but I just had a visit with the king. My world still may be upside down, but I have found a peace with passes all understanding. See, I believe the word of God brings life to us. I was, my wife and I was sitting in the front pew a couple weeks ago when Brother Ziegler was here and uh, the 90-year-old brother that began to run around the church. And, you know, he come two laps and I didn't see him huffing. I thought, Jesus, if I did one laugh, I'd be. <laughs> but when he passed, my wife, man, she said chills went all over her. See, he's found the key to a lot of what a lot of people's not found. That Jesus, even in the midst of it, can put a spring in our step. He gives us joy. Gosh. Now, if I can run like him and, and do that and be 90 years old, man, I'm telling you. Brother Miller, the other day, you see him? He put on a new move up here. I was getting ready to call them old Jackson 5 back in the day, you know. Or the Osmond boys. But he, 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 his feet did the shuffle. I thought he, 
Pentecost is, is the ones that invented the moonwalk. We had this thing a long time before the world did. But there's just something about the presence of God that does something to us. There's something about when God visits us. And I, I can tell you, church, and I'm getting ready to close, but I can tell you, man, that's what I love about fellowshipping and being with the body because there's something about unity in the body of Christ that we could celebrate uh, Jesus together. But I can promise you that Brother Miller, when he's not with anybody, that same joy that he experienced there, he had experienced in his vehicle or at home alone or wherever he's at because God's with him everywhere. That's what I've discovered in life, that Jesus is with me 24-7. So this joy that I got, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. This peace that I've got, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. This two-step that I got, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. I'm telling you, there's joy in serving God and there's peace when we get into the book of life like never before. With long life, I will satisfy thee. Man, God is good. He's a good God, and he said in his word, I don't want to withhold anything good from them that love me. And so when the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said, be, be okay, because I come to give you life and that more abundantly. The, the thief only wants to steal from us. God says, he'll try to steal it. I'll give it to you. So I want to encourage you tonight is when we pray and we begin to seek God and we begin to ask God for these things, just remember, he's the life giver tonight. He's the one that's going to take care of every need in your life. He's the one that's ever going to satisfy your soul. He's the one that when, when things are going so wrong and so terrible, you don't know which way to go, but up and down and all around, Jesus said, that they that keep their mind upon him, he'll keep them in what? Perfect peace. He whose mind will stay upon him. See, I want to tell somebody tonight that Jesus is why we're all here. We're here for that purpose. I thought, I thought, let me shut this. I thought to myself the other day as I was coming to church, I thought, Lord, I know it's Sunday, and I know that this is the thing to do. This is what we do because this is what we've been accustomed to all of our lives. But I come to church because I really love you, and I really worship you, and I really want to make a difference in my life and the lives of those around about me. See, it's one thing just to go through the motions of things, but it really it's another thing when you really do it from the heart. And you really desire to be in the house of the Lord. And then I thought of another thing, and this is probably off the message, but I thought of another thing. I've been here for a long time. And one of the things that I thought the other day is, you know, I don't know how many Christian worldwide that we got going to heaven one day, but we heard a bunch of them. 
I don't know, just in Pop Buff alone, the, 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 the day of the rapture, I don't know how many people will be there, but I'd say there'd be a few hundred, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I got to thinking, we got a few hundred in this church. And I've been here probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years. And I, and I said something to myself, shamefully, there's a lot of people in this church I do not know. I sat by a lot of people that I've just shook hands with for two minutes and said hi. And I just passed you by. And I don't even really know you. So tonight, my name is Mike Burton. How you doing? <laughs> but I thought, Lord, if I can, I want to try to greet everybody that I've not really ever greeted before. Because you're my brother and you're my sister. And we're all going to go to heaven together someday. So I want to encourage you tonight, and it's just a simple message, Psalms 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you can bring it on down, and if you would, stand with me tonight. There's something about prayer and things that move God. And we are, we are definitely living in different times, folks. There's a lot of things, I, man, there's, yeah, there's some stuff that you could really get into. But we are living in different times. And if the church ever needed to pray before, they need to pray now.